0: Check who's on the track next. Never half fast, What's up, everybody? It's Ronnie B, Pro17 Thoughtcast Live. Once again, we're here. Took a little week off hiatus. Had some uh, stuff I have to deal with. Again, uh, you know, the entrepreneur business is, uh, is a tricky one, and you're and you're busy a lot, I got to tell you. But uh, it's all worth it at the end of the day that you uh, are your own boss, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, along with that, it was also the fact that, you know, this, this – this world in the United States and the news cycle and stuff that's been going on over the last month or two, it's just like really got me black-pilled, you know what I'm saying? Um, black-pilled meaning that I just kind of just stopped caring, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like, you know, there's so much dysfunction going on in the United States and in the world that I just kind of just checked out a little bit, you know what I mean? And just focused more on some family stuff and whatever. But uh, I'm back again today. And uh, so after kind of being off the grid and not really watching any, news programs and not really doing much news article reading like I normally do on a daily basis. I open up the news and I find kind of crazy ridiculousness. And so, you know, here we are once again back at the same black pill, clown pill state that I was at before I left. And what I mean by that is like, as you can tell by the title of today's broadcast is, seriously, what in the bleep is going on? Seriously? Like my son says, Seriously? This is what we're dealing with. I mean, there's so many crazy stories. I don't even know what to pick. We'll see how far we get through here. I got a little bit of time this uh, beautiful afternoon in California. We're starting off the heat wave at 95 degrees, but I digress. But there's just so much stuff going on in the world right now that I um, just have to shake my head off and just ask seriously. Sometimes I feel like we are living in a true Babylon B article scenario here. This just seems like a satire. When you consider this the ridiculousness ridiculousness going on with the Biden administration, you think about the ridiculousness of the transgender indoctrination stories, Disneyland, I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, this the 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 state of the military right now with their whole, you know, woke and not indoctrination stuff for the for the armed forces. You know, but um It is what it is, and I'm here to talk about it, and I hope that uh, you enjoy the show. And at the end of this show, of course, I'll be making clips, so make sure you check that out. And also, make sure you check out Pro17.com slash merch. Uh, Got a new piece right here, Wretched Man That I Am, based off Romans 7, Apostle Paul. Y'all Bible believers and Christians know what I'm talking about. Uh, But a fresh way and a new graphic here that uh, I think that you guys would like if you're into the scriptures, if you're a true Christian. Okay, so... Thanks for rocking with me here. Let's get into the first story here now. This was the first story that I opened up uh, the news cycle to when I got up. And I started watching the videos about this stuff. And all I had to do was just shake my head and laugh, man. (laughs) So Biden gets dissed. If you're unfamiliar with what happened, uh, Joe Biden had uh, Barack Obama with him at the White House. And it it looked like Joe Biden basically was the, the uncool kid. You know what I'm saying? It was like the return of Fonzie or something back to the high school. Barack Obama shows up and everybody's like, want to say, hey, what's up, Barack Obama? And, you know, that that was kind of like on the surface level opinion, if you actually watch the the whole videos and stuff. But underneath it all, it kind of seems more like. All the people in the Democrat Party and the politicians in the White House, it seems to me that they are just really shaking the hands of the real king. To me, it seems like they're just like all on Obama's nuts because he's the one that's really running stuff. And, you know, I've said it for the longest time that Joe Biden is nothing more than a puppet propped up compromised, as we've seen from the Hunter Biden scandal situation now with the laptop that now is being, you know, deemed as true, which we've known this since last year, since before the election. Now, all of a sudden, it's a new breaking story, all of a sudden, especially on the leftist media. So Hunter Biden's supposed to be getting indicted. We'll see about that. But that also implicates Joe Biden. So again, it's like seriously, you know what I'm saying? And like 81 million votes, the guy can't even talk. The guy can't even speak. The guy can't hardly even walk around. He doesn't even know where he is half the time. He's, he's the leader of the Biden crime family, which we're going to be seeing in the coming months and weeks. You know, they, they're really slow with all this stuff, but I mean, it's obvious the ha- the 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 laptop for for Hunter Biden is a fact, and it's true. Rudy Giuliani had that. That's why they raided his house. But in this particular video today, I want to talk about like you know just how he got mocked, and just how the ridiculousness of this guy being in the White House and calling him the President of the United States is an absolute sham, man. This guy is not respected, definitely, but not by any conservatives. You know what I'm saying? Or or anybody, a real American patriot does not respect Joe Biden. I mean, we, we don't even believe he is the real president, to be honest with you. But we have to acknowledge that because that's how the system of the United States is set up and run. So we must, you know, acknowledge the fact that he is, quote unquote, president, at least by title. But when you see stories like this, you really kind of have to shake your head, man. I mean, he was mocked over video the white house event literally no one wants to talk to this guy now does this seem like the one that is running the country does this seem like the leader of the free world to you we've seen him gaff every day you know what i'm saying they are in trouble on the democrat left as far as the midterms are concerned but let's go into the story a little bit here so joe biden was widely mocked on social media after his video appeared to uh to show him being ignored by attendees of a white house event Barack Obama was in attendance for a ceremony marking the 12th anniversary of Obamacare, which was a complete disaster, by the way. <laughs> ask anybody who had to give Ob- Obamacare how they felt about Obamacare. I can ask my wife before we were married, you know what I'm saying? Like, she knew about all that. Um, 12th anniversary of Obamacare being signed in an executive order directing federal agencies to do everything in their power to expand health care coverage. Uh, The video from the event did show that Biden was engaged with people who were gathered, but the footage captured later showed him seemingly not being paid attention to by others. (laughs) And uh, you, you tell me what you think about this. Here's the first video. Oh man, pobrecito! So you can see, he's just kind of walking around, like not knowing where he's at. Like, he wants to get in there to talk with Obama. Look, everybody's huddling around Obama. Uh, No, (laughs) no love, sorry, sir. Um, Go back to your seat, please. Go get your milk and cookies. Uh, Here's another video. This this one was really sad. Now watch how. Biden is uh trying to get the attention of Barack Obama but he's kind of not have it he's just dissing him watch this pobrecito <laughs> Goes on the shoulder, but nope, 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 nope. Straight ignored him. Dang. And, and that's that's a diss if I ever seen one. Let's go back a little bit here. Um, and watch a little bit more of that footage towards the end here. Just just look how Barack Obama just totally disses this fool. He's trying to he's trying to get in. He's trying to get some of the conversation going here. And uh, he's just not. Like he's just he's just not letting him. He's got his hand on his shoulder. And he's just like ignoring him. He doesn't even acknowledge him. Pobrecito, Man. So that's what we got in the White House right now. Uh and I, and again, I believe that it's really Barack Obama's the one that's running the presidency. If you remember back when Barack Obama had that interview, I forget um, when, when exactly that was But he had that interview where he was talking about Well I would like to have a third term I would like to have somebody actually run the country And be just kind of give orders from the sidelines I mean these Democrats say what they want to do And what they're going to do out loud Okay <laughs> So that's a perfect example And uh, former Vice President Biden Like Crowder says is the way I should probably address the guy uh, <laughs> And uh, and it looks like we are Officially in Barack Obama's third term And And, and in case you forgot so if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black, you ain't black. <laughs> so there you go. Biden is horrible. And we'll see what happens with that. But moving on. Uh, staying in line with the what the heck is going on in the world right now, seriously, mode of today's show uh, being black pilled or whatever. We have to talk about the Black Lives Matter buying another mansion. OK. Now, I've done extensive videos on this topic, too, in regard to Black Lives Matter being a sham, that they are a Marxist organization. Um, We have seen Patrice colors buy several houses here in California Topanga Canyon. Nice area. And as much as they want to talk about black lives, we know that they go and the first thing that a successful black person is going to do is going to go move out the black community uh, as far as like, you know, the the, the poverty stricken black communities. Because you don't want to be there, you know. Like Chris Rock made the whole thing. It's like you know when I, when I'm scared at night and I go to the ATA machine, I ain't looking for white people behind my back. I'm looking for n words, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because those are the ones you got to be afraid of. She understands this, but again, this is another example of how the Black Lives Matter movement on the uh, the global still, the Global Fund, was nothing but a scam and a corporate money laundering scheme. Period check the pro 17 seven archives on the videos that I've done about the black lives matter movement. And you will see that these people are a fraud and a sham. And uh, this is just another example of it. So BLM spent $6 million buying a California mansion. Now, remember they had bought uh, the communist compound in Canada for like 10 million. She bought a couple other houses or whatever in, in California. So that comes out to, I believe something like 12 million. They raised $90 million. Where's the rest of the money? So all these rich donors and government politicians, they can funnel their own money laundering and say that they've donated it to this uh charitable 5013 C organization. And then it gets portaled through Act Blue, which gets kicked back right back to these Democrat uh leaders. So the leadership of Black Lives Matter spent nearly six million dollars in donations to purchase a six thousand five hundred square foot California mansion with the help of a high powered Democrat Party law firm. You don't say a new investigated report has uncovered newly released internal messages show that the leadership scurrying to explain how the charity intends to use the home. The black lives matter global network foundation purchased a seven bedroom known as the campus in 2020. The sprawling complex includes several fireplaces, a soundstage and pull and bungalow and a parking for more than 20 cars. According to real estate listings, The transaction has not been previously reported. And the Black Lives Matter leadership had hoped to keep the House's existence a secret. So down here it talks about what I was just saying. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Fund reportedly spent some of the $90 million in donations acknowledged in its 2020 impact report to purchase the campus in secretive and contorted ways that Campbell says, quote, blur or cross boundaries between the charity and private companies owned by some of its leaders. So this just article here just goes on to talk about more of the foolishness, but I just want to say. How many of you have at least woken up and realized that they are, are, they are a sham and they, and they are fraudulent? And if you donated money to these people, you know shame on you. Just don't do it again. Understand what's going on. And understand the people that were pushing this network and pushing Black Lives Matter. And who were the people that were writing Black Lives Matter and painting it in the middle of the street in front of Trump Tower? Remember that? Remember all the athletes and actors that were making you jump on board this Black Lives Matter scam? Look at the NBA. Look at the, uh, the NFL, how they were putting it on the field and putting it on the back of their, their helmets. And uniforms, right? How do you think it got into the mainstream so fast? It's because it's because these people had interest and the money was going right back into their pocket. All these leftist Marxist uh, corporations that are, are funneled and, and fund also the Democrat Party were the ones that are propping up this Black Lives Matter organization. Meanwhile, they have done absolutely zero for the black community. Have they built any schools for any black communities? Have they donated any of the money to the family of Michael Brown and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd? No. But somehow they get a pass and everybody's just okay with it. Okay. And it's always the white people, the white liberal elitists that want to push this message to the white guilted uh, white liberal women Usually some of the white liberal men as well to, to push their racist white guilt, because these are the real racists that I've stated plenty of times before on the show. These are the real racists. And this is what they want to push the message to them so they can donate to their money so they can just launder it and use it for their own pocketbook. This is nothing more than a money laundering scheme and a scam. And I'm going to tell you something here. I'm going to I'm going to be like 100 percent honest with you. You know, I, I make T-shirts. That's one of my side hustles as an entrepreneur. And back when all this was happening in the beginning, like right around when the George Floyd things happened and there was a Black Lives Matter movement, me just trying to be a hustler and make money, I was making Black Lives Matter shirts and trying to sell them. But it didn't take long for me to say, you know what, man, like you could sell these things like hotcakes, man, like crack to a crackhead. But I was like, you know what, I can't do it. You know, I'm not built that way. I can't with a good conscience. Knowing and seeing with that 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 this was a fraudulent organization, there's no way that I could actually do that with a straight face, honestly, and make it and make money off of this fraudulent scam. Now, if I was able to see that as somebody who um, was not really into the Black Lives Matter movement, and if I could see that, and I was gonna actually benefit financially from selling this this merchandise to people, and I was able to stop to do it, what's the excuse of the rest of y'all that were that are doing it and that are still doing? it? And they we're supporting this whole movement by putting a black square up on your Facebook, social media pages. You know, Candace Owens talked about this, too. Like, you know, this is one of the main reasons why she was called a coon. Brandon Tatum, too. Was based on this whole premise that like, oh, because they said that Black Lives Matter is a sham organization and a fraudulent organization that therefore makes them a coon or an Uncle Tom tap dancing, you know, Daffy Duck and all that kind of stuff. Right. But when you go back and look, the black conservatives have always been on point with the talking points of what we have messaged to you guys from the beginning. That the race hustling people mainly is the white liberals. You see Patrice Cullors and these people out in the forefront in front of the camera, but who's the one behind the scenes really moving the money around? You're going to tell me really, really that if it was like a black grassroots organization that the the United States government wouldn't be worried about finding the other 60 million dollars of course they would but this corrupt democrat department of justice has no interest in trying to quote unquote solve the the mystery of the of the missing money because it's already in their own damn pockets so Hope you guys wake up to the sham and, 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 and stop supporting these fraudulent race hustling organizations like Black Lives Matter, man, because you know, they're doing nothing but but shaming black people. They hate black people. They're the real racist. And they're Marxist communist. And if you and if you and if you donate it to these people, you know what? You're getting what you pay for. Absolutely nothing. Uh, next thing I want to talk about right here is this uh <laughs> Uh seriously, what in the bleep are we doing here? If 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 the food companies in in most of the United States supermarket chains haven't been woke enough, let's add another one to the list. <sighs> can't we have anything traditionally American anymore, right? You can't even go to a baseball game now. Give me some popcorn and cracker jacks. Oh, excuse me, Cracker Jill. So we got Cracker Jill now as an alternative to the Cracker Jack because now the Cracker Jack Corporation or whatever uh, wants to be woke. <laughs> so of course they have to have women equality. But wait a minute, though. But is it a real woman? Is it, is it? What about trans women? Can trans women be, you know, encompassed in this whole new marketing movement sponsored by the Cracker Jack Corporation? <laughs> That's why this whole thing kind of implodes on itself. The, the fact that this, this wokeness just can't hold up under like honest logical scrutiny here. It doesn't hold up. So you wanna you wanna fight for women's rights, but at the same time, you can't even define what a woman is. Okay? What if the, what if you what if I just come back and say the Cracker Jack guy is a guy, but he identifies as a woman? Does that does that make it okay? Can you keep him on there? Can you keep him on the box? I mean, we, we've had stories from what back in the day, the Land of Lakes Butter Indian lady got taken off of the off of the butter in the supermarket because that was somehow racist. Aunt Jemima and stuff is off of all the packaging, off the pancakes, Uncle Ben's rice. And again, they were trying to do this under the guise of equity and not being racist and anti-racism, but the reality is, is that by doing so, you're being racist you took all these black people that were giving pride to the black community. When they would go into the supermarket, they would see somebody that looked like them on the packaging. So they would go and buy that. That was a big part of growing up. I remember you see eating Anchebya pancakes all the time on the syrup bottle. Remember it was shaped like her bottle and stuff, like her body. Right. I mean, come on, man. These are, these are the things that we grew up with in the olden days, but now for some reason it's racist. And again, these racist ideas, don't ever come for black people. Again, this is this is the woke, leftist liberals that push this stuff and this messaging to the high ups and corporations, and these CEOs are just like, well, what's gonna make me the most money on the bottom line, okay? And so you know they're being fed all this rhetoric from these from these corporate marketers that are leftist marketers coming out of these colleges, and thinking like, well, oh, sir, like you know we see an uptick and we have to be. Focused on equity and equality now, not even equality. We got to be focused on equity and marginalized groups and racism and the black people are being suppressed. So let's get rid of the black people on all the packaging. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I want to, I want to get a little bit into the, to the story here from the cracker Jill. And I want to show you some of the actual uh, packaging and stuff that's going on with this. Um. So buy me some peanuts and cracker, Jill. <laughs> cracker Jack receives woke repackaging for gender equality. Man, you can't, you cannot make this stuff up. So there'll be a little bit of the article. The makers of Cracker Jack, the caramel popcorn snack popular at baseball stadiums across the country, and prominently featured in the classic baseball anthem "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." is receiving a woke repackaging, including a rewriting of the song with a gender equality message. (laughs) Uh, Quote, sometimes all it takes to believe you can do something is to see someone who looks like you to do it first. Bro, we had the people on Ain't Jemima Packaging, on Uncle Ben Packaging, but you took them off the packaging. You see, because it's not really about racism, it's about transhumanism, man. Uh, in the spirit of the Cracker Jack, probably the spirit that Cracker Jack proudly introduces Cracker Jill, a team of new faces showing that girls that they're represented, even in our most iconic stack. But again, who's the girl, though? You don't even know who's a girl. What if I want to put on a dress or not even put up a dress and just go walk up and say, hey, I identify as a girl. But I look like a dude. So, you got to put the transgender Cracker Jack. See, once you start down this slippery slope, now you got to put everybody on the LGBTQ, ABZD, EFG, XYZ plus minus ampersand on your packaging. Because now you're discriminating against all the other quote unquote marginalized groups. Uh, cracker Jack will repackage its snacks in five special edition bags featuring women of different races to represent girls in sports. The bags will be on sale in professional ballparks around the country, and anyone who donates five dollars or more to the women's sports foundation through the Cracker Jill website will receive a free bag. Well, if you're donating five dollars, it's not free, right? I mean uh <laughs> Lay pledged pledge to donate two hundred thousand dollars to women's sports foundation to support gender equality in sports. So again, this, this is see, this is what's gonna end up happening. They, they're 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 using it under the guise of gender equality in, in regards to women. But you know it's going to end up happening. It's going to be the same thing, like the Rachel Levine, right? Like the uh, like the swimmer dude, Leah Thomas. You know, they're they they're just trying to go walk and move us down this line of transhumanism. Um, we are constantly inspired by the many women who are making history by breaking the mold, like Leah Thomas, and we want to celebrate their achievements while supporting their progress. Frito-Lay, North American Vice President of Marketing, Tina Mahal says. So again, Tina Mahal, we should probably go look at her education and where she came from. Her name obviously is sounds like something Indian. I don't know for sure. But if you're the president of marketing and you're coming out of the colleges in the last 10 or 15 years and, and less, then you will obviously have been taught that woke ideology education. It's guaranteed. And I could just look at, find out what her actual college that she went to and I could tell you right off the bat. So check out the new uh, edition of the Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> uh Frida Lay released a reimagined version of the song with R&B singer Normani which the lyrics to include J- cracker jill <laughs> and celebrate the tenacity and grit of women and girls in sports. So here's the new lyrics. Let's sing it together, guys. Let's sing it together. Ready? take me out to the ball game take me out with the crowd buy me some peanuts and cracker jill no one can stop you if you have the will so let's root 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 for a girl's dream we're adding our face to the game And we'll run, throw, never a doubt. It's a new ball game. (laughs) Hey, pardon the pun. Hey, put the transgender Cracker Jack guy on there, and it really will be a new ball game. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, look, man, I'm a big Dodger fan out here in L.A. The season just got started out here, man. You know, we like to go to Dodger game a couple times a year, but... I swear, hey, if I ever go to a Dodger game recently, I'm going to be posting live if they have Cracker Jill. I'm going to buy one just so I can have a record of the ridiculous woke idiocy that's going on in the United States right now. Cracker Jill, really? (laughs) Listen, guys. um, The only way we can stop this woke idiocy is to stop buying the products. As I just said, I'm going to buy a package for for posterity. But – just, just, just make your voices known with your dollars, and, and they'll stop doing all this ridiculous bullcrap. Because Cracker Jill, miss me with the nonsense, man. Bring back the good old traditional Cracker Jacks. Oh, and by the way, they never took white Cracker Jack off the packaging either. Racism, racism. You decide. <laughs> all right. Uh. Funeral in the club, up in the club, bottle bull above, by my world, what you need, right? Funeral in the club. Now this story is a couple of days old, but like I said, I wasn't around to to, to cover this the last couple of days when it just came out. But I want to say something about the black community. The the first problem and one of the main problems is, as we know, is the fatherlessness in the home, uh, and also the lack of God and Christ and the family structure. Um we don't, we don't really realize the power of God, and Jesus Christ and the scriptures. I mean, black people traditionally were very conservative, very, uh, the black church was something that had a lot of power, but unfortunately now the black church has become woke. So you're not going to see a lot of that going on. And when, when there's no father in the house, there's no direction as far as spirituality. Usually there's, I mean, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not making a generalization, but when you look at the statistics, it just is what it is. Um, a single mother household, and they're doing the best that they can. They don't seem to be able to have a good ground as far as leadership in regards to raising their kids. This next story is going to be a perfect example of that. Um, in Washington D.C., uh, hold on, let me pull up the story for you really quick here. Sorry about that. Um, in Washington D.C., they had a corpse of a dead rapper. Okay. I just want you to think how gruesome this is. And now if you're shook by dead bodies and stuff like that, maybe we should turn away for a second. <laughs> but um, I think we need to see this. I needed to see this because I heard about it. And I'm like, this can't be true. So uh, 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 a rapper, black rapper, the black community gets shot, apparently. And instead of having his funeral in a church and a nice suit in a casket, you know, very respectable. His mother goes to say that well he, well he would want to have his funeral up in the club. This is what he would have wanted. And so what do they do? They 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 prop this guy up in jeans and Jordans or whatever. His dead body. This is not even like a hologram. They put a dead body of this rapper on the stage, in the club, standing there while people are dancing and twerking and stuff, dude. You cannot make this stuff up. Seriously? Seriously? (laughs) You're not going to believe me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you the story for you to see for yourself. And you tell me how ridiculous this is and and what are we going to do as a nation and as a country to stop this foolishness? Because this is absolute foolishness corpse of a dead rapper propped up at nightclub while audience dances the night away.
1: <laughs> Woo. <laughs>
0: Shout out to 50 cent up in the club. Um, so let's read this. So on Sunday night after a young rapper had been shot dead on March 18th, the Washington DC nightclub reportedly held a funeral featuring his corpse propped up on the stage. While the audience danced to the music. Look at this dude. Look at this. Okay. That is a dead body. This is the rapper. Okay. His name is a rapper. Goo news. This is his corpse, bro. Okay. (laughs) Look at that. All right. (laughs) They put a dead body up on stage in the club. We uh, black people. We got to stop the foolishness. You want to get respect. You're trying to get respect from white people. You're trying to get respect from corporations and banks and what have you. You want to get respect from the community uh, as as a whole in the United States? Stop doing this foolishness. Stop doing this kind of stuff. (laughs) That is a dead body. Now, I actually got some video to play. Okay, so this is not Photoshop, Mark, or anything. Let's go ahead. And, uh, watch the video and, uh, you tell me what you think about this. My goodness. Bro, bro. You cannot make this stuff up. That's I'm going to I'm going to let this play for a minute here, man, cuz I would just
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Black people, you need to stop, man. You need to stop, man. You not you all need to go to church. We got we cannot have this kind of stuff in in our community, bro. Now the story goes on to say that that the nightclub didn't even know that they were gonna actually have the body there. So there's regular people that went to patronize this club that club event that night and they are shocked. And they're up there, they go into the club, just thinking they're gonna go try to pick up on some honeys and go dance or whatever, have a few drinks and get wild. And you walk into the club and you see a dead body propped up on the stage, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um hopefully that you know some of the people that walk into this club to see this ridiculousness uh saw that and maybe it may changed in their mind and maybe made them reevaluate their thinking about what is really important and maybe they shouldn't be going to the clubs as much and how ridiculous the whole club scene is you know i mean you know hey I, I wasn't always perfect you know what i'm saying I, I did a lot of clubbing in my 20s you know what i'm saying before i i, I came to christ and stuff like that and i you know, I, I ain't really trying to diss on anybody. I know that's just a part of life and growing up, but dang, really, bro? And again, I started out this segment by saying, like, look, like, the the, the mom thought that this was a good idea. You know, you don't hear anything about the father. Where's the father at? I would have never signed off on this. And if the father was in the house, he probably wouldn't have got shot. He probably wouldn't have been running the streets. And he damn sure wouldn't have had a funeral with his dead corpse. Up on stage, <laughs> we in trouble. Uh, next thing I want to get into real quick is uh, as much as we talked about the, the "don't say gay" bill stuff recently. Um, sorry, let me get out of here. Um, as much as we talked about the don't say gay bill and we've talked about the Disneyland situation going well, I hope you got that was my last video that I made about a week ago. And everybody's like on this LGBTQ suppression situation when really that was never the, the intent of the don't say gay bill, which is again, not called that it was the parents in education bill, but you had a lot of people in Florida Uh, Well, actually, the the teachers and stuff that were so upset with the passing of this law for parental rights that they actually quit their job in Florida and are moving to other places. Now, Mayor Adams in New York put out a statement in a video, which I don't have today, talking about, hey, for all you teachers that got upset and you want to be able to say, gay, come to New York. Now, this would make it even more obvious if you're living in New York to get the hell up out of there, man. Okay, because. This is a great eye opener for regular people to see that that the people that were upset with this bill, the teachers that left, these were the ones that were the groomers. Okay, these are the ones that actually have a problem with with telling you, the parent, about what they're teaching and what they're talking to your kids about. Okay, so this was a great eye opener, and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an amazing way to purge all the reprobate, pedophile type LGBTQ people. Now, I've seen recently on Twitter and social media that they're talking about, well, groomer is not really the right word to use for these people. And we as conservatives have to be better with our language because, you know, groomer is actually somebody that's trying to uh, start somebody with pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're not going to run away from the term groomer. I think that conservatives and people that are just honest, traditional parents that don't want any sexuality being taught to their ki- to their kids uh, should be using the term groomer when you talk about these teachers, okay? Because you're putting into the head of these children, again, mind you, this is kindergarten, five years old, yo, that they should start questioning and be educated about Their sexuality. They barely even know what their PP is. Anybody that's prepubescent doesn't need to be getting instruction from any teacher. This should come from the home. And in my opinion, the whole sexual topics should be limited to home only, parents only, friends and family only. And this is all going on while you have failing schools where kids cannot read and cannot write. And again, the Democrat Blue Cities the test scores are absolutely atrocious yo but they're wasting time and spending effort and resources on putting this kind of gay curriculum into the schools now then, then the teachers are going to say well it's not actually gay curriculum you know we just want to be able to talk about our relationships and stuff and talk to our kids it's like when i was going to school and i'm a gen xer man you know what i'm saying so i, I was i was in elementary school actually in kindergarten i was was 1980 okay so you can extrapolate that, you know, in fifth grade it was eighty five and whatever, and uh, eighth grade eighty eight, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't even know our teacher's first name. Did you know your teacher's first name? No, you didn't even know their marital status other than the uh, other than that you would say, oh, Mrs. Lewis or Mister Mister Brown or what or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You you would say their their title, but you would never know what their marital status was, how many kids they had. You know what I'm saying? Why is it now that all of a sudden that's being accepted as the norm? And I said this in other videos as well. It's because back then we had older teachers and mostly female teachers that were older, senior. You know what I mean? I never remember having a teacher younger than 30, maybe 35. I mean, you know, most of my teachers were like gray hair and stuff. You know what I mean? Old ladies, older gentlemen. But now, when you look at the labor force for teachers in the United States, they are predominantly, it seems like now when they're coming up, very, very young. Tattoos all up over, all around their arms, right? Gay, pink hair, purple hair. They're putting flags up. And it's just because that's what they've been taught in school. And these administrators, the people that are hiring these people, again, are also and power and have influence on who they're going to hire for these teaching positions. Okay. And, and and a lot of these kids that become teachers are lazy in the first place. That's why they go into that field because they only want to work nine months out of the year and get paid, you know, throughout. And especially when you consider all the holidays and stuff that go on throughout the nine months, if they have to work, they get spring break. Also, you know what I'm saying? Plus a three month summer vacation. And they're not really caring about teaching your kids how to read and write. They're about, you know, uh, socially engineering their ideology. So with that being said, uh, I want to bring up this story about this school coordinator that is upset about this whole situation with the new law. And he says that... uh, kindergarten should be able to learn about LGBTQ issues as soon as they're exposed to it. Well, I I would agree with that. And it's to a certain extent, one, if it's coming from the parents and the parents are the ones exposing to exposing them to it. And two, if it wasn't being uh, plastered all over the school classrooms, the way y'all are trying to do it. So it's like a red herring argument. Like, so you're going to say, well, we should, we should teach, these kids, as soon as they're exposed to these kind of issues, right? But you're exposing them to the issue. So they're coming into your class as a kindergartner and then you got the gay pride flag up on your wall. So therefore they're exposed to it. And the, and the little kids are going to say, Hey, what's that? And you're going to say, Oh, I'm glad you asked what that is. This is a gay flag. Well, what's gay? Oh, well gay is when I like to put my penis on another man's butt. When I like to uh put penis in my mouth, that's what gay is, honey. You see what I'm saying? You see what they try to do. You're manipulating the argument. It's like trying to define a word by using the same word in the definition. circular reasoning. You're not supposed to be able to do that. You shouldn't be doing that okay so let's listen let's listen to what the article says. uh when they've been exposed to information, they're ready to learn about it, whether you think they are or not, as the research says there is no age, too young to talk about pretty much anything. As parents have fought back against the teaching of LGBTQ information being inculcated in their children at school, a viral video shows a school coordinator in Kansas, insisting that young children should learn about LGBTQ issues in the classroom. As soon as they have been exposed to any information on the subject disagree. Um, And before I say everything, why don't we just watch the video together? And you tell me what you think about this fool.
1: Ready when they've been exposed to information, they're ready to learn about it, whether you think they are or not. And the research says that there is no age too young to talk about pretty much anything. If they know about it, they're ready to learn about it. Right? So there is no, you know, what we think is always age appropriate. It is if they don't know about it. If they haven't been exposed to it, then yeah, you can give
0: Right, if they haven't been exposed to it. But you're but you are as a teacher here, exposing them to it. So it's circular reasoning. If you're if you're exposing the kids to it in your classroom, then you're going to use that excuse that well they've been exposed to it. If you're in my household, hey no nobody getting exposed to that. But some for some reason it's okay in this sense because again they want to they want to push the agenda on them, so they're going to do it subvertly. And sneakily, that's why they were against the LGBTQ um, parental rights and education bill, because they wanted to do it secretly and behind their back, because that's what groomers and pedophiles do. So go ahead and keep using the term groomer.
1: Give them time to develop. But once they're exposed to it and social media is going to do it right. I know some kindergartners in the school with cell phones. Mine have. Again,
0: kid, not kindergartners in the school with cell phones. Um, if your kindergartner has a cell phone in the school, you, that's your fault as a parent, and that's bad parenting. I'm gonna tell you to your face, that's bad parenting. Now you can have a firefly, the one now, I used to have my daughter back when she was in high school. Uh, didn't have no, didn't have any internet connection or anything like that. Didn't even have a screen. It had two buttons on it. It had a male figure painted on it, like a bathroom, and a woman's uh, silhouette painted on it. Two buttons. One would call daddy. One would call mommy. That's it. That's it. If if a kid's going to have a phone, I understand, for emergencies or whatever, you need to have that. But all this Internet stuff. That's bad parenting
1: and a cell phone. And so they they get access to information. They can they can learn quickly. The world is teaching them faster than probably you are. So. um,
0: And that's exactly right. You see, and this goes back to the scriptures. The world is the one that's teaching them. The world is teaching them. You are supposed to be different from the world. You're supposed to separate yourself from the world. And a father in the house, I think, would help with this, unless you're just being lazy and not really caring. But I don't really think that's your instinct as a father and as a mother when you're together working towards, like, you know, the security and benefit of your child. I think you would kind of understand, especially in today's climate when you see what's going on with Disney and all these other corporations that have turned woke. I think you can understand that you need to be a little bit more. Responsible and monitoring your children's, you know, cell phones and their intake on what they watch on television and on social media. They shouldn't even be having a social media account, in my
1: opinion. The extent to which we can have conversations with parents around um, how do we want to um, approach talking about LGBTQ plus because they're students, as early as kindergarten, who are identifying um, as uh, non gender conforming, uh, non binary. Um, that are, are. I can't,
0: I, I don't know who these woke pressers are that keep talking about that. You're going to tell me that a kindergartner is coming out as non-binary and transgender. That's ridiculous. They don't even know what these phrases are. You can't tell me, and convince me, show me the data, sh- show me it, show me it. Because all I've seen is that when kids want to play rough or rough house and you're a girl, all of a sudden you're saying, oh, are you, just, are you trans? It's, and it only happens with the 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 liberal women usually typically or the leftist type parents but 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 um um the majority of them are typically single mothers or women that are very elite leftist liberals that are well off that have went to school for these gender studies type of, of programs and, and 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 so therefore they're already looking for it they're trying to inject it into the child okay And there's the Axio graph that I was talking about last week, where it shows over the last four generations how it's doubled each generation because they're playing the long game, just like China does. The indoctrination long game to disrupt the civilization from within, bro. Okay? Before my generation, it was 1% identified as any of this stuff. Less than 1%. Then and around my generation, it was two. Then it was four. Then it was eight. Then it was you know what I'm saying? And it kept extrapolating up to now where it's twenty. It's because it's being affirmed by media, by what you consume, by these corporations and television shows and by social media. It's an agenda.
1: Transgender. Um and so because they're in our school, they're in our classrooms, then that becomes a responsibility on the adults to say, okay, um, I have a student who identifies this way, and so it's my responsibility to make sure the classroom invite is inviting to to them uh just like it is to someone who might be um asian laotian um korean um african um whatever the
0: see see and and, and that's a bunch of bullcrap rhetoric right there we what are trying to spit right there because <laughs> when you go to school and you're Korean okay, or you're Asian. So does that mean you have to have like wingdings and stuff up on the on the wall? Does that mean you have to have pictures of like Korean athletes up on your on your poster boards on the wall? No, no. We're supposed to be the United States of America. We all ethnicities are under one flag, bro. We don't need a specific extra gay flag, LGBTQ XYZ flag. He said Latvian and stuff, and you, and you already know this guy's full of crap because. He's sitting here in 2022, and he's got a daishiki on in the classroom, bro. Really, really do. Come on, man. So, the whole premise of all this stuff again, there's a, there's an agenda they're trying to separate the family. That's what Marxists do and communists do. First thing they want to do is take God out, right? They they want they want to they want to separate you from your family, right? They want to break up the nuclear family. Then they want to take God out of your life. Right. Then they want to make everybody in a transhumanist type of environment where there is no differences between people. We're all the same. We're all inclusive. Right. And then, therefore, now there is no differences. There's no uniqueness. You just all become part of this hive mind Borg type of society. And at the same time, you are now dependent on the government. The government is your highest power. Not God, not the family, not your father. But the government. So they're taking a page out of the Communist Now playbook here, you know, and um, also with the adding in the social Marxism in regard to the LGBTQ transhumanism. Get your kids out of school <laughs> immediately. All right. Last story for the we I going to talk about this next story. We're going to. Here in California, just kind of talking about the last topic about the, the indoctrination of LGBTQ ideology in the schools for children. Here in California, they are trying to introduce uh UBI, which is universal basic income or like welfare for trans and non-binary people. This is this is absolutely ridiculous. This ties into what I'm telling you about the transhumanism agenda. They want you to identify as these marginalized groups. So then you will be end up being dependent on society. Just like Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You'll be happy to get your check. And what's going to end up happening is, is those people that don't line up with this type of ideology and this government, uh, overreach here, as far as like, you know, this, this, this transhumanism, sexuality, alphabet mafia stuff, then you will be labeled as a bad person. And so when you've now become dependent on the government to get your check, but you said something bad on Twitter. Now you said a, uh, I uh, don't believe in the LGBTQ community. I think Joe Biden's a piece of crap and he's a senile cognitively struggling president. So now with the social credit score, how that's incorporated into was like, Oh, okay, well we're monitoring your social media pages, Ronnie. And uh, we've noticed that you've been, Saying a lot of uh, negative things towards the president and towards the LGBTQ community. So instead of us giving you nine hundred dollars this week, now we're going to give you only five hundred. That's what China does, man. And when people say like, "Oh, you conservatives, all you guys do is talk about communism." That's not even true, dude. What do you think they're doing? What do you think this? What do you think this is? It's leading up to that. Just like when when uh, Christian right wing, you know, conservatives would say back in the day when they were trying to make marriage legally gay uh gay marriage legal or whatever they would say hey this is going to start down the road to other things oh no you're just being homophobic and all this kind of stuff you know you're just being a bible thumper close-minded but look what's happened look what's happened okay you got in vitro fetal and virtual what is it called in vitro fertilization now for gay couples because they can't have kids because that's not the way it was intended to be bro That's not how God intended society to run. But now, you know, the marginalized group on the hierarchy that I've said before as well is now transgenderism. So, hey, women, I'm sorry, you feminists and stuff like that. Sorry, you're not going to get those same perks that you've gotten in the last 50 years. You know, just like I did on the, the Cracker Jack segment a couple minutes ago. It's like they're trying to say it's gender equality, but there is no gender. Everybody can just make up whatever gender they want. And if you do so, now it looks like you can get a check from the government. Okay. And again, of course, this is going to start in California. You know, it's always going to come from here, from California, or it's going to come from New York. You know, that's a given. So let's bring up the story here. So U.S. City to give universal basic income to residents identifying as transgender (laughs) non-binary. Hey, maybe we should move over there and go get a check. And there's the flag on in the middle of the crosswalk there. And you know what? I'm sick of the appropriation, too. Just a segue real quick about the rainbow being given to the LGBT community. You know that stands for Jesus Christ, right? But that's what the devil does. Father of Lies. Okay, you know the rainbow is supposed to signify a symbol for Jesus Christ and a symbol for God. When the rainbow came out after the flood of the destruction of the whole world, to show that His love for for the human race, the rainbow. It's a God symbol, but it, but it's but it's been so you know misconstrued now in society that it's been appropriated by the the alphabet mafia and now used to represent gay people. That's what they do. So, quote, transgender residents in Palm Springs, California, are eligible to receive a UBI of up to $900 per month solely for identifying as transgender or non-binary with no strings attached, Fox News reported. The new pilot program will have $200,000 set aside for allocation after a unanimous vote by the Palm Springs City Council last week. The program, which is being run in partnership with DAP Health and Queerworks, would roll it out in three phases. Uh number one, application and design. Number two, announcement and launch. And three, recruitment and onboarding. Man. Uh, um well, we're completely opposed. This is from a Republican who served as first openly gay member of city council, slammed the program as woke in a statement. Now, at least somebody's going fighting against this quote. We're completely opposed to guaranteed or universal basic income programs because they ultimately cause inflation. True. And raise the cost of living on everyone. They don't work. But at least some of them have minimum income requirements to qualify. Okay. Well, that's a little something. Whereas, This one is no strings attached woke virtue signaling to the LGBTQ community in a way that is not only offensive, but discriminatory. I can't say anything wrong with everything he said there. So again, if, uh, (laughs) if, if they start legislation like this in communities in California, which is, again, is where they always start this ridiculousness, and this starts to branch out around the world. Then what people are going to be just so lazy they're not going to want to work. And then you're going to identify as non-binary, even if you're not. Now you have an incentive to do so, to get a check. And now you don't want to have to go to work and now you can't buy any property because first of all, you're not making enough money to save up to buy your own property. But now you're getting a check from the government before being non-binary now. And again, and once this kind of like branches out through osmosis across society, then what happens? If you have any dissent or you say anything against them, they're going to snatch your check. And that's the whole point, And that's communism. So anyway, thanks, for everybody, for checking out the video. Uh, it's great to be back after a week. Please like the video. Please give it a thumbs up. Uh, if you're listening on audio only, please give it a five star. I really appreciate it, man. Um, I'm shadow banned everywhere. My videos don't really get out on anywhere except TikTok. Um, and I can only place little clips there. But uh, for those of you that are able to see the content, I really do appreciate it. Uh, God bless you guys. Uh, Please comment and share the the content. And uh, please make sure you check out Pro17.com slash merch. Got some fresh new gear up and uh, cups and mugs. And I got some new hot stuff coming for summer, but I've been putting up stuff daily. So please make sure you go ahead and check that out. All right. So Pro17.com stands for Proverbs 17. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a member of the alphabet mafia. And seriously, what the heck is going on? We gotta fight this together. Gotta fight for change. It starts with you first, one person at a time, and it starts within your own household. All right. So thanks for watching the video, guys. Ronnie be out. God bless. Check who's on the track next. Never half steps,